Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Isn't it wonderful to be here today? Man, I tell you what, it's good to hear all the voices out there with the excitement that's in the air today, right? We are ready for this service. We're ready for the Holy Spirit to move. Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and bow our heads for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much, dear Lord, for this beautiful day that you have given to us. God, thank you for this opportunity to be in your house, to gather with like-minded people and to worship and to praise you. And God, as we gather together with one heart at one table, worshiping you, the one and true Lord, I pray that you would be with this service. God, I pray that you would be with the churches in this community of Rock Hill in the state of South Carolina and the United States as we lift up our voices to praise you. God, I pray that you would receive this as a sweet incense, that every word that we say and everything that we do will be to glorify and to honor you. God, again, we thank you for your presence being here with us. And God, right now, dear Lord, we bow before you. And God, we say, work in me the work that you need to do for this day and for each day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, man, it is great to be here today. Just have just two announcements for you. One of them is in your bulletin, there is an insert for all the activities during Holy Week. Take it home, put it on your refrigerator, because I know that all of you look at your refrigerator first thing every morning, right? You go in there, you get your milk, you get your orange juice, right? Put it right there so that you have everything for the week. And then Rose is going to come and she's going to talk to you about our Easter offering as we celebrate and as we think about this. Uh, we have this opportunity to give back a portion of what God has given to us. And we do above and beyond in our Easter offering. So be ready for that, uh, to take that. So Rose is going to come for us this morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. I'm petrified. I don't know how you gentlemen can do it, but I'm glad that God is my rod in my back. Because right now I'm petrified, but I know that he's going to strengthen me. And I'm going to get through this. I just hope you can understand me. <laughs> okay, first I'd like to, this is not our Easter offering, but this is something that comes up about this year for our kids. We collect crisis care kits, and it's for overseas. It's also for here in the United States, like Kentucky when they had that um, tornado. We sent care packages up there. Uh, also, um, Columbia had a floods, and we sent care packages or care kits down there. So it's for anybody in crisis, tornado, flood, hurricane, whatever. And it's from the general church. Oh, no. Excuse me. 
And um, this is for our group, our kids group, and I don't know if all of you know, but it's called Kingdom Kids. <laughs> and so it's addressed, Dear Kingdom, when Noreen Grace Callinger was a child for her young faith was formed by the work of the Church of the Nazarene in the Philippines. Because of a generous individual like us, um, she was able to attend TEACH, a child development center program where students received, excuse me, um, they received help to cultivate, well, excuse me, to receive physical, spiritual, and educational support. Noreen also, or was also able to attend youth conferences and camps where she met other sponsored children and strengthened her relationship with Christ. Those experiences helped cultivate a person for leadership and teaching in young Noreen. Now 19 years of age, Noreen is first-year college student who spends her weekends as mentor and teacher in the TEACH program. She, she helps transform other children's lives just as her own life was changed. It is a way for me to show gratitude to my sponsor, mentors, and all the people behind the program, she said. If I want to show them, or I do want to show them, that they are not wasting their time, money, and effort as the trees they've planted now bear fruit. Thanks to your support through prayer, gifts, and your ministry, God is working through Church of the Nazarene, meeting the needs of his people. We are grateful for your willingness to be part of God's work through the church. We see God at work through Nazarene ministries and local churches, and we are so grateful for the ways you have made that work possible. With deep, deep gratitude, Board of the General Superintendents, Church of the Nazarene. So this is what last year our kids did with your help. This year, Miss. Um, Ashley Divers and myself is in charge of the crisis care kits. So we would like you or to encourage you to help us. We'll have things in the bulletin, plus we'll have a board out in the vestibule saying some of the things that you can drop off. It's hygiene, different hygiene products like shampoo, deodorant, toothpaste, so on and so forth. So we'll let you know what they are, but we encourage you to help because who knows, maybe we'll get another Noreen. I'm not through yet. <laughs> okay, now going back to our theme, our Easter theme is let me tell you about my Jesus. I already told you one thing, and he can be not only my um, 
metal in my back to keep me strong, even though I'm a little shaky. But he can help you. Not only just maybe you're afraid, but just any other thing that you might have on your heart or in your family. And that is for sure. Okay. This is a poem by Dorothy H. Cross, and it's called Consolations. There is never a day so dreary, but God can make it bright. And unto the souls that trust him, he gives, he giveth song in the night. There is never a path so hidden, but God can lead the way. If we seek for the Spirit's guidance and patiently wait and pray, there is never a cross too heavy, but the nailed, scarred hands are there, outstretched in tender compassion, the burden to help us bear. There's never a heart so broken, but this loving Lord can heal. The heart that was pierced on Calvary does still for his loved ones feel. There's never a life so darkened, so hopeless and unblessed. But they, <clears throat> but they be lifted with the light of God and enter his presence rest. There's never a sin or sorrow. There's never a care or loss. But we may bring to Jesus and leave it at the foot of the cross. Hi, good morning. How about Sister Rose, you did an awesome job. And a little secret, I think almost everyone when they come up here is petrified. Really, and that's a good thing, right? That way we don't lean on our own strength, but we have to rely on the Lord. Um, hi, good morning. On behalf of Ashley Arrington, the Executive Director at Reconciliation Ministries and the rest of the staff, we'd like to say thank you thank for you. allowing us to be here today. Pastor John, thank you. Um, so you go, what is Reconciliation Ministries? Anybody want to know? You sure? All right. Um, I'll give you the mission statement, and then I'll, I'll, I'll break it down a little bit more. Reconciliation Ministries unites with donors, volunteers, and advocates to provide a platform that enables those suffering from addiction to experience life-changing freedom, hope, healing, and reconciliation to God, to themselves, and to others. Uh, we're a church. That's actually what, what we are. We do, a, we, we, we do everything that a, that a church does. We baptize. We do the Lord's Supper together. Uh, we discipline, too. Just quiet now, Pastor. Uh, but yeah, it's a part of it, right? Discipline. I, uh, uh, my name's Lucky. I'm the lead pastor here. And I came to Columbia years ago because I was a drug addict. And I did everything that really good drug addicts do, which is uh, lie and steal and manipulate and disappoint and break things and hurt people. And uh, let, let's do this. Would you, would you stand up for me if you 
know someone that has suffered with an addiction? I'm already standing. And if you're sitting down, we'll forgive you for not being honest this morning. <laughs> There's grace here today. But here's the thing that the enemy does that I think is really good for us right now just to kind of erase, because I'm sure there's some family members out here now that feel like shame and like no one else is struggling. Look around in the sanctuary this morning. It's something, it's sin. It's, it's what it is. So you, you can be seated. Um, we don't teach any classes on drugs or alcohol, do we? Is there any class? No. no. What do we teach? Well, we teach people how to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because the reality is, we tried everything else multiple times in different manners to try to be different. And it never worked. And the one thing that we all lack, and you included, is we have to have a relationship with Jesus or we just don't feel complete. And so that's what we teach here at Reconciliation Ministries, just how to have a relationship with Jesus, um, to join in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. It's kind of a thing. So it's not an easy walk, and, and we teach our students that, um, and we teach them the word. Uh, Pastor Kerry teaches Learning Center. His wife, Pastor Adrian, in the back does the same thing. Listen, Netflix isn't going to change the way you think. The newspaper, the news, conversation, that doesn't change your mind. The only thing, according to Scripture, that transforms our mind is His Word. So we spend a lot of time in God's Word. Um, let's do this. Anybody got a favorite verse this morning? I won't move. We'll just wait right here. Someone open your Bible. Proverbs 9.10. What's it say? Amen. That is, yeah, and she sang this morning. We love you. you. No, we love all of you. No, so if you don't have God's word hidden in your heart, zero chance that you're going to be able to put up with the wiles of the devil. Because... He's crafty. And so let us do this. Uh, give me a verse, Larry. And for this reason, I kneel before the Father who is uh, the Father of everyone in heaven and in the earth. And I pray according to his riches and glory that you will, will be empowered in your inner being with strength and through the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, Jeremy. Romans 8.25, we, <coughs> we do not have what we hope for, we wait for it patiently. Levi. Uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Brent. Um, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear the earth and be glad. Juan. Be strong and courageous and good to work. Don't be inspired by the signs of the past, mm -hmm. nor by the victory you will not forsake him. Chris. Jonathan. Colossians 3.23. Do everything unto God and not unto men. Yes. What? 1 Corinthians 15.58 says, Be 
uh, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. I got to remind myself of that a lot as a pastor. Amen. So that's why I chose to share that with you. But here's that. That's us. That's reconciliation ministries. We don't focus on the things that people have done wrong. We don't continually talk about that you have a disease or this. this that's not the thing. Uh, Jesus Christ came and gave his life, his perfect, blameless, spotless lamb of God life. So that we would not have to struggle with sin. We don't have a sin problem. We have a relationship problem. Thank you. Somebody remembered the word. We we have a relationship problem. So here this morning, I hope that you'll be encouraged by listening to testimonies. And then just in your own life, if there's a struggle, and I know there is. See, we're the kind of church that just puts everything on on the table. There's no need to hide. There's no need to pretend that things are good. If you're broken, that's okay. It's just not okay to stay there. And Jesus Christ gave his life so that we could have ours. And so that's what we do here at Reconciliation. There's a lot of other things. Let me ask you this. Anybody here been to the dentist? Raise your hand. How much did you pay? Zero. Okay. Anybody here been to the eye doctor? Not yet. How much did you pay? How much did you pay to come to Reconciliation Ministries? Oh, uh, zero. Zero. Zero dollars. You know who pays for it? Jesus. God. But he uses people like you and, and others in the community. But, like, you know, came here because they couldn't stop using drugs, and then they got their teeth fixed and their eyes fixed. Who's been reconciled to someone that they love? Wow. God's real. And, and he's in the business of reconciliation. So... 15 months at least. Who's been here longer than 15 months behind me? Raise your hand. Which kind of, a th- me too. It's kind of a thing. So I hope as you hear worship, you'll join us because we want to bring him glory and honor and praise. He's the only one worthy. And that when we share our testimonies, you'll begin to remember the places in your life where God met you when everybody else had left you. And that would spark something in you to just rededicate with passion your relationship with Jesus. Thank you. All right. So the first song is the aerobic song. We're going to do the aerobics this morning. Get the the coffee going. We have a coffee, vitamin juice, and all that. We're going to sing a song called Higher, Higher. We're going to worship the Lord in singing this song. And remember Father Abraham? This is kind of one of those things. Everybody's got to stand up. Come on. Hey, hey everybody, 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 stand everybody, up. Everybody. Please stand up. If you're able to. Standing up in this. This is a song called Higher, Higher. <laughs> and we sing it higher, higher. Yes. Higher, 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 higher. Higher, higher. Lift Jesus higher. And we sing that again. Higher, higher. Higher, 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 higher. Higher, higher. Lift Jesus higher. And now we said the next part goes lower, 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 lower. Stomp Satan lower. Stomp Satan lower. Now, lower, 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 lower. Stomp Satan lower. Why can we do that? Because we got super, 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 super. Supernatural power. All right. 
Now, okay, yes. now this, this, and the, all you got to do all the, the super supers like this here. <laughs> and we're watching. I'm glasses yeah. for push the button. Pastor, you got one of these keyboards too. You can you can load stuff in. All right, can you turn it up a little bit? Church. My name is Levi Millington. I'm from Ohio. Um, I came down here, I don't know, I think May would be two years, two, two full years. Um, what? Seems like forever. Um, so I grew up in a very abusive, uh, very neglected childhood. Uh, my mom had a boyfriend that um, was very, very physical for a long period of time. Um, my mom's now married for the fifth time. Uh, God's reconciled that relationship, but I'm just telling the truth and being transparent this morning because it's important in the body of Christ. Um, I grew up, I had to get a job early. Um, you know, dad was gone, so then I took up all this responsibility of having to make money and doing all these things and grow up really fast. I had to look after my little brothers, pick them up from school, yada, yada, yada. But um, what I found out was is that... Um, Just use that word just for the first time this morning. So anyway, sorry. Anyways, <laughs> is it? Okay. 
started working very young, started hanging out with kids I shouldn't, grown people I shouldn't, and I started smoking weed, and then started drinking, and then that led to pills, and then pills led to heroin, and heroin led to fentanyl, and then whatever else I could get my hands on. Um, I thought that as long as I got married and I had a house, that I was a man. That if I could carry a job for a little bit, um, you know, I, I had it all together. Uh, but what I found out was that I was like, I was slowly dying inside. I was already dead inside. Um, and it led to, you know, I was a know-it-all. I, I thought I knew my body. I thought I knew my tolerance. I knew what exactly I was getting uh, drug-wise and what I never took into consideration. I was blind to my pride and my arrogance um, to thinking I knew everything. And that led to my best friend ODing and dying. We, we did drugs out of the same batch, and I, I woke up the next morning, and he didn't. Um, oh, and as long as I was seen in church with my wife, I thought that everything was okay, too, even though I was nodding out and using their bathroom at my leisure um, to do whatever I wanted to do. But So what I wanted to talk about is I had no relationship with Jesus. I, I, could, I could talk the talk, right? I could, I could sound good. Um, but there was no... There was no obedience. There was no um, transparency or vulnerability telling anybody that I didn't have it all together, that I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I didn't know how to love my wife. Um, I barely knew how to pay my bills. Um, and I made this prayer. I said, God, I need your help with these drugs. I need your help with, I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good dad someday. <clears throat> and... Um, in Daniel 9, 23, it says that if you confess your sins and the second that you pray, the command has been sent from the throne. Thank you, God. So I didn't know that when I made that prayer that I didn't get to choose or tell God how to go about that. I didn't know that, I didn't know that when I made that prayer that um, I had to go down to South Carolina and trust five guys with people with my entire life that I didn't know because I got trust issues. Surprise. I didn't know that that um, entitled... Uh, me sifting through everything that I tried to suppress through drugs, that abandonment, that self-worth, that identity, the pride, the anger. So after I got a couple months of being clean and reconciliation, um, only God was able to help me with those issues, those deep-rooted issues, that heart condition. Um, and reconciliation has taught me how to read God's word, not just to quote scripture, but to apply it to my life. And I could quote you the whole Bible, but if I'm not applying any of it, I can go straight to hell. Um, I learned how to read God's word. I learned how to worship, how to get outside of myself, how to seek refuge in Christ, how to hide in him because he's hidden me in uh, before and after. Um, preaching the word has always been spoken over my life, and I couldn't even fathom that because I couldn't get this needle out of my arm. So I didn't, I didn't understand that, that ministry and rehab went in the same sentence. That God used people like me. And I found out those are the very people that he uses. He uses the lowly of this world uh, for wisdom. So um, I've learned so much while I'm here. My wife has now moved down here. He's reconciled my marriage. She's starting to look at me like I'm her hero again. She decided to start wearing a ring. We live in the same house. And um, I'm really hoping that God puts it on her heart for us to have kids. But Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And if he has done it for me, he can do it for you. Yep. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And the fact that I can tell you what he has done for me in my life should bring you a little bit of rest and comfort and peace, knowing that what you're praying for, that he hears those things, that he hears those prayers, and that um, we need to submit and surrender to 
his authority that we have in our lives. And when we, when we come to that point, you'll be amazed what it'll do in your life. Sing along with us. I would be hopeless without your goodness. I would be desperate without your love. Slave to the darkness. If it wasn't for the cross, you have won me with your kindness. Chase me down when I was lost. Carrie Gerard, I graduated from Teen Challenge in 1986 and graduated from Restoration and Reconciliation three years ago. Mm. 
you combine the, all the time working for Dean Challenge and restorations, I got a lot of years behind this whole thing. Started out in Teen Challenge of Arizona. After graduating there, I went to Bible school. That's where I met my wife. That's her second time marrying me. She's back there. We have two kids. They're in their 30s. She married me again three years ago. I learned how to perform in church. I thought that was a big deal. I thought all this was a big deal. I was abused as a kid. I learned how to act in church because there was all kind of stuff going on at home because guess what? Everybody in here is a hypocrite, me included, because no one here is perfect. I learned that the hard way because I had put a thing on my shoulder, meaning I got an excuse to do something wrong because my mom and dad do this and they come to church and we have to put this show on. And we behave a certain way because we're at church. But as soon as we get in the car, all hell breaking loose. So that's why I use my, as my excuse to go use drugs. I use, the, I use people as my excuse. The reason why I'm going to use drugs is because of you. I'm going to be irresponsible and give myself a pass to be irresponsible because of your behavior. Because you're supposed to be my teacher. You're supposed to lead me. That's what I did. I don't know about you, but I, I blame people for a lot of the things that I did. And that's one of the things we do at Reconciliation, realize we're responsible for what we do. Amen. It ain't everybody else's fault the reason why we did things. Sure, we had whatever raising and background and whatever, but still our actions are our responsibility. And that's one of the things we, we own in Reconciliation Ministry. We own, we, if we did something, we did it. No matter how, you made me mad. You didn't make me mad. I, made my, I got mad because I didn't like the way you were behaving. I can't control your behavior. That's so some of the things we learn. Guys get their child support paid and didn't come in here with no money and a little bag of nothing. Some sweats on. Some sweats, that's all he came in. I got a broken leg. Praise God. But that's it. Get their child support paid. Get their court fines paid. Are they working eight hours a day? No, they're doing learning center. The first part of the morning. Mandatory, where you have to apply the Bible. It's not just memorizing the verses, it's applying it every single day in some small step. That's what this program is. It's an it's a exercise in responsibility. And we're dependent on you folks. If it wasn't for folks like you supporting us, I don't know where I'd be. That's a fact. Because I screwed up a lot of things in church. I messed up a lot of things in churches with people. But still, someone decided that they're going to trust God enough to give. And we're, we consider it a big honor to be here with you this morning. They say, thank you for being with us. The brother back there with the sound, thank you so much. 
for doing that. We said thank you for being with us. I'm like, I, I feel like we should be saying thank you for being, for letting us come here. <laughs> yeah, because, nor, you know what I mean? Not everybody wants to have us at their church. We are available. We have a thing next Sunday, but we have some Sundays open if anybody wants us to come. Because usually it's like a thing, oh, hi. <laughs> you know? You know the, cl the clutch purses? <laughs> oh, come well, on. Well, you know. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Well, I ain't the one. I got to. He ain't the only one. But that's, that's what it is. That's us. And, yet, and the sister was, was nervous up here. Thank you for, for when you were sharing. The sister was nervous up here sharing. We don't come. We never thought about coming here and doing this. We just did some stupid, stupid things before, like crazy people, and had absolutely no shame in it. And now, if I'm a fool for Jesus, that's all right. I can deal with some embarrassment because I did something. I'm fine with a little humiliation. That's good. Humiliation does not hurt anybody. The only thing that gets humiliated is my pride. If you have pride, you'll be humiliated. But if you have no pride, there's not humiliation. So I just wanted to share that. I, I, I don't usually share, but you're very important to us. And we thank you. We thank you. It's hard. And the guys, for Levi, it took him a while. He was washing his feet in the basin. But anyways, <laughs> he's not like he, when he first got here. And this one here, Juan, why don't you share? He was Gumby. Juan, Juan's going to share his testimony. But he was doing this because of all the meth. The meth and all the heroin he was doing, he was doing this for the first, I don't know, two weeks. <laughs> and he would be as paranoid, too, because he couldn't sleep and stuff. Yeah. Yes. yeah what, go ahead. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Terry. Yes. I love you. you. Um, <laughs> my, my name is Juan. Um, um, I'm from Puerto Rico. Um, I grew up with my mom and my two brothers. Um, I've been a heroin addict for over 20 years. Um, in, in the prison system for over 20 years, um, in and out. Um, I've tried it all. I've tried it all, just like the pastor said, rehabs, halfway outs, pills, detoxes. Um, I've tried it all. Nothing else worked. Um, I lost my mom, my grandpa. Um, I got an 18-year-old daughter in Puerto Rico. Um, she lives with my dad, with my dad. Her mom got shot and killed when she was six. So she's been with my dad ever since. Your dad worked in prison? Oh, yes. <laughs> my dad was a CO. I was an inmate. You know, um, total opposite for over 20 plus years. Um, I came to the United States um, up north um, to Philadelphia to try to change my life. And um, I ended up doing a, a three-year sentence up there, too, in the state prison. Um, God brought me to South Carolina. That's what God used um, to bring me here. Second Corinthians 7.10 says that God can use sorrow in our lives to, to help us turn from sin and seek salvation, that, that godly sorrow that produces repentance. Um, that's what happened in my life. Um, I thought I was just came broken, no faith, no hope. Um, I just thought I was going to die shooting, shooting hair on. Um, I, I, I pushed away every family member that, that really cared, that loved me, 
I burned them. Like I, I didn't care. Um, um, and God brought me here. God brought me to reconciliation ministries where I, I build a relationship with the Lord. Um, today I could say I, I, I run to God, not from God. Um, I fall short. Um, I fall short. I'm a mess. I'm such a mess. Um, but I, I um, um, beat myself to submission daily. I die daily because um, he just does that too. Oh, yes. yes um, this is a ministry 15 months plus. Fit, plus 15 months. You, you know, it, it, it's up to you and, and what the Lord does in your life. Um, um, I'm in contract four. It's relationship. My daughter just came from Puerto Rico a few weeks back after seven plus years of not being in her life. Um, spent a few days with her. Um, restoring my relationship with my dad also. Um, so, but contact force relationships, that's where I reach out to my family. I wrote a few letters. Pastor Gary made me write them to, to, to a few loved ones. Um, and it's a lot, it's a lot of responsibilities being here about to be 12 months a year in the ministry. Um, a lot of responsibilities. I get overwhelmed for, for the stupidest things because I, I, this is something different for me. Um, I'm not used to responsibility. I'm not used to, uh, I'm used to when something gets a little tough, I run, I quit, I, I, I go get high, I go do something else, but accept the responsibility that, that I have to, whatever's in front of me. Um, and right now, well, I'm doing what, what God has in front of me, and that's this ministry. Um, um, and I'm just waiting for, for the miracles yet to come. His word says in Hebrews 13, 8, that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he could do it for me, he'll do it for you. Glory be to God. Five-minute messages. Part of the deal is every single week after 30 days, you have to share a five-minute message. In front of it. In front of everybody in the ministry. And you share what God's showing you. So Juan, Juan has to do his five-minute messages in Spanish and then in English. I make him do that. That way he gets used to preaching in Spanish, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's got a gift to do it, but, you know, praise the Lord. It's practical application. Rage in the Gardens. You can stand and sing if you like. I'm going to push the button. <laughs> But it couldn't fail me.
Open my eyes, Lord. I want to see Jesus. I want 
to see Jesus, to reach out and touch him, to reach out and touch him, and say that I love you, and say that I love you. Open my ears, Lord. Open my ears, Lord. Teach me to listen. Teach me to listen. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes, Lord. I want to see Jesus. Open our eyes, Lord. Open our eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus. We want to see Jesus. To reach out and touch him. Say that we love him and say that we love him. Open our ears, Lord. Open our ears, Lord. And teach us to listen to your word this morning. Open our eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus. We want to see Yes, we do. We do thank you all so much. And if I can have the ushers to go ahead and make their way forward. As the ushers are making their way forward, we need to take up a love offering for, for this ministry and for this group of men that are here. I almost said young men. No. <laughs> But for this ministry, and for those of you that are watching this online, you can go to rockhillfirstchurch.com, and there's a given section that's on the right-hand part of the page. Just click on that and give whatever you would like to give towards this ministry, and just simply put on there RM, and we'll know where it needs to go to, and we'll make sure that it gets to, to that ministry. But that's rockhillfirstchurch.com. And go to the giving section and you can give it there. Make sure that you mark it RM so that we get it to the right place. If you're here today and you have money, you can write the check out to, uh, you know, uh, to the church and put RM on there and we'll make sure that they get the funds. But anything that is loose, okay, so if it's, if it's green like this or if it jingles, happens to jingle and it's loose, just put it in there, and that's where it'll go to. We'll make sure that it gets to that ministry as well. Okay, so let's go ahead. David, if you can pray for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. 
Amen. Amen, Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, I don't want you to look at your clock. Okay? I'm going to give you an abbreviated message this morning, but I think it's, it's important and it's something that we all need to hear. All right, so let's turn to Matthew chapter 7. In Matthew chapter 7, we're going to look at verses 1 through 6. Matthew 7, 1 through 6. As you're turning there, we live in a society today that loves to judge everybody, but doesn't want anybody to judge us. Right? I, you know, I, I, you know, I like the way that he did it today. You know, it's, it's like, how y'all doing? How many of us had this preconceived idea? Well, no, I can't say that because I didn't warn y'all that this group was coming up today. Uh, you know, so I can't say how many of y'all had a preconceived idea as far as what was going to happen today. Uh, you know, so it's all a surprise for all of us, right? Uh, you know, but we have those thoughts and we have those people that's in our lives that, that we look at and we're like, uh, okay, I will trust you as far as I can throw you. And, and we're going to judge them on this, how many of y'all judged me whenever I can, whenever y'all saw me this morning? <laughs> my clothes, my nice clothes. I, you know, I'm in the coat. I'm not going to tell you why I'm wearing this coat. I said I wasn't going to do that, but I am. I'm wearing a birthday present, so I've got to show you my birthday present. Okay, I got it. I got my Star Wars socks on. It says, together we can rule the galaxy. <laughs> Woo, man, together with God, we can rule the galaxy, right? That's the way it's supposed to be. We can rule the galaxy. We can do anything with God that is in us, right? He is our true father. Abba, father, but that has nothing to do with the message today. 
Just wanted to give you all that. You know, my, my socks. I, you know, I get excited about birthday socks. You know, let's get into the Word of God. Let's see what we've got here. It says, Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. Now, I got this, okay, so I'm going to pause here because remember this is abbreviated, okay? So whenever we look at verse 1, it says, don't judge or we'll be judged. In verse 2, it says, you'll be judged. Now, I want you to see this, okay? Now, if you're going to go around in this world and you're going to say, do whatever you want to do, I'm not going to judge you. That does not mean that you're not going to be judged. We will all be judged according to the life that we live. Now, the judgment that we have here is, is don't judge or you will be judged in the manner that you judge. Oh, golly. Abbreviation. I'm... Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, right? And in that prayer, he said, forgive us our debtors as we forgive those who have trespasses or debts against us. If we cannot forgive others, then God cannot forgive us. Uh, you remember the gentleman that had this huge debt and he goes in front of the king. The king calls in and wants him to pay up his debt. And then he is forgiven his debt. Huge debt. And he goes out and he finds this guy that had a little debt that he owed and demanded that he got paid. What happened? <laughs> His debt that was forgiven was no longer forgiven. And it was turned over and he went to prison. So it's not a matter of are we going to judge or not judge. This passage of Scripture lets us know that, that we are going to be judged. And it's in the manner that we judge as far as how we are going to be judged. I want you to see that this passage of Scripture is more about us having compassion and grace for our fellow Christians than it is on whether or not we're supposed to judge or not. We, we judge, but we, we judge through grace. Because grace was given to us. Therefore, we give grace to others. As Jesus Christ has saved me and forgiven me for my sins, I forgive others. I titled this message for you this morning, Overboard. Because I believe we go overboard. And we look at this passage of Scripture, and it talks about this speck that's in our friend's eyes or in this neighbor's eye or whoever the person is. There's a speck of dust that's in theirs, but there's a plank that's in ours. And we're trying to judge with the plank that's in our eyes. If we remove the plank, the speck is most probably not in their eyes any longer. 
because now we can truly see because we have had the plank in our eye removed. But we can't remove that plank, can we? Can we remove the plank from our eyes? Just kind of nod, yes, no, do you agree? Maybe? No. We can't, we can't remove it. So it takes surrender to be able to remove the plank that we have to surrender. Amen. Oh, but wait a minute. Before we come to surrender, we have to come to knowledge, right? We have to recognize that there's actually a plank in our eye. We have to get this understanding that, you know, all this stuff that, that I'm doing, it's, it's not right. I forgot to set this up for you. Because whenever we get to this portion in this series, this is the series of Lent, right? We're in the Lenten season, and we're preparing for the coming of Christ. This is a pivotal moment and a pivotal Sunday in this. Because if we don't surrender ourselves, we will never receive triumphant Sunday. You get this? If, if we don't recognize that we have an issue and we have a problem, we have a plank that's in our eye, we will never see and experience Palm Sunday in the manner that it's supposed to be received in. We're supposed to be praising the King of God, right? We're supposed to be praising His triumphant entrance. But if we're, if we're like the Israelites, and we have this plank in our eye, as in I have to dot every I of the law and cross every T. I, I, I've got to do it this way. But we've been working through that, haven't we? The Sermon on the Mount, beginning in, with the Beatitudes in, in chapter 5. And learning how Jesus wants us to look at things differently. And each one of these Sundays, the passages of Scripture says, You have heard this, but now I say this. Yeah. Last Sunday we talked about, you have heard that you're supposed to love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemy. Turning it upside down, changing the way that we are supposed to look. We finished this praise. I thought they did a great job. And it might not have been the order of service, but you know, let me see Jesus. Let me see with his eyes. Let me see the people. Let me see this world with his eyes. See, we've been preparing for Easter. Easter Sunday is going to come, right? Whether we're ready or not. Ready or not, here it is. But we prepare by accepting the Savior that's going to enter in next Sunday. So the preparation that we need is, is that we have to realize who we are. 
Every single one of us are broken. Every single one of us have a plank in our eye. Unless we have allowed the Holy Spirit to remove it. How many of you have ever had a splinter before in your life? You know what? You know, my family, we had this odd type of tradition, I guess you would say. You know, my dad would take his knife. Now, we're working with him, so I got a splinter in my finger. My dad would take his knife, and, and he would cut it out. So he caused more pain to take the splinter out than it did for the splinter to be in there. How many of y'all got that? Uh, your mom with that needle, right? That sewing needle, and she's in there trying to pick it out. It causes more pain to get it out than it did to put it in. Like, please leave it. But we can't leave it, because if we leave it, it's going to get infected, and your finger might fall off. Or worse, it's, you know, there's a lot of things with it, right? The plank's there. We see it, and we realize that it's there. But it's going to take pain. To get it removed. And we have to want this. We have to say, oh, okay, take it out. Yes. Yes. Remove this from me so that I can see clearly. I can see clearly now. <laughs> I can see clearly. Because the plank is no longer in my eye. So now I have this understanding that my brother really doesn't have a speck in his. But what about this little speck? Normally we can get rid of a speck just simply by blinking our eyes a couple of times, maybe by taking your glasses off and rubbing it, and, and the speck's gone, right? Man, but that plank, it's difficult in getting rid of it. It's all oh in. We, we've chosen, a lot of us have chosen just simply to leave it there. We know it's there. And we know it's going to be painful to take it out. So we leave it there. Now here's the odd thing that my, you know, that my dad would do. If you were ever uh, lucky enough to have your dad to pull it out with his pocket knife. He would take that splinter and then rub it in my head. I'm like, now why are you going to do that? He says, it's good luck. That way it's not going to get infected. <laughs> don't, don't, don't go down that road. <laughs> it still got infected. It still hurt. But the thing is, is that whenever we go through this, and for us to really prepare for Easter as we're going through these 40 days, Number one, we have to look at ourselves so that we are right with God. We have to get the plank out of our eyes. There we can then begin to experience the King of Kings as He enters in. And Jesus cried whenever He was going down that hillside as they were singing praises unto him, because he knew that soon 
he would be walking the streets carrying his cross. But there's also a passage of scripture, remember, it says that Jesus says, all Jerusalem, how I long to gather you together as chicks underneath my wings. He longed for the Israelites to come to him and to recognize him as the Messiah, as the true Son of God. And they wouldn't do it. The day that Jesus entered in to Jerusalem before his crucifixion is the day that the Spirit of God left the temple there in Jerusalem. We don't want him to leave our lives. Today we come to this part and we see here that he is calling us unto him. And he says, this plank that you have that's in your eye, I know that it's going to hurt, but it has to come out. And whenever it comes out, we are then able to see our brothers and sisters through the eyes of God. But we're also able to then help them with their walk with Christ. Now, it, see, it, you don't have to be perfect. It doesn't say that you have to be perfect. But you know what? As we talked about last week with love, we can do love and it be sharp and painful and not well received because of the walk that we're in. But if they see that we are growing and that we are changing and God is transforming and working in and out of our lives just the way that we are asking God to work in their lives, they're able to accept this. We can't give something if we're not spiritually prepared to give it. The same way is that they are not spiritually ready to receive it, they won't receive it. So we, we come to this. And I have to ask this question. Whenever you were talking about the gentleman here in sweatpants is all that he came with and now he's got a broke leg, then you said, praise the Lord. So did you say, praise the Lord for the broke leg or praise the Lord because he's here? Broke leg. Because sometimes we need the broke leg to be able to get where God needs us to be. Right? Oh, you know, see, we, we need this. I, you know, and whenever we do this, we still have to give the rod in love. But if we're not giving it in love, it'll never be received. I'd like for everybody to stand. Because see, this morning, we look here and we say, 
God, I'm broken. Look into your life. Is there a speck that's in your eye or, or is there a plank that's in your eye? Today's the day that it can be removed. Man, that plank can be a whole lot of things. It's anything that we would put in front of God. That whenever we look, we see it before we see anything else. Today, it could be a struggle. Because if we're honest with ourselves, whenever we're struggling, all we see is that struggle. And we don't see the one that can take us through the struggle. It might be an illness. (laughs) It might be an addiction. Sometimes I think I'm addicted to Facebook. Or those TikTok videos, you know, TikTok, TikTok, that TikTok's the time away. Gets us away from God. See, we need to give those away. We need to surrender those things. I, I say that this morning because if we don't surrender those things today, we will miss what God truly has for us today or tomorrow or even next Sunday with the triumphant entrance. Oh, he has so much for us. But we have to surrender what we keep trying to hang on to. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Look into your life. What do you see? Do you see the plank? Surrender it today. Allow God to take it from you today. others their cries God you're the one that hears God you're the only one that can do God, I pray, dear Lord, that they give this to you. God, I pray, dear Lord, that you would walk with them through this. Whatever it be, God, that is interfering with your walk and their walk with you. God, I thank you for the truth that you have spoken to us. God, I thank you for this group that is here and for their lives and 
I pray your blessing upon them. And God, I pray that your spirit, your Lord, would strive within them. And God, that they would be a light, dear Lord, for you. In Jesus' name, amen.